welcome to The Coat Hanger on 2SER 107.3 FM. We acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which we broadcast and record this show, the Gadigal of the Eora Nation, and we pay our respects to Elders past and present. The Coat Hanger is a show and podcast where we tackle women's footy with a Sydney view. Our host Fiona Lamb is out this week, not available for selection, so it's hosted by myself tonight, Lauren Hodson, and I'm from Darawal Country. In this Our Round 6 show for AFLW Season 8, we will uh, have a look at the Giants match, have a look at the Swans match, we'll check out results from the other games in Round 5, we'll have a look at the ladder being halfway through the season, We'll also have a look at our leading goal kickers, and there's a couple that uh, kicked a bag this week. We've got a couple of rising stars to talk about as well. We'll then hopefully have time to uh, see where the coat hanger footy tipping competition is, see who's on the leaderboard, see who's maybe down towards the end of the tipping ladder. And we'll also preview the round six games as well with the Giants, the Swans. And if we get a bit of time, I'll, uh, I'll throw in my tips for, uh, for the other round six games. But let's get started. Let's go to, uh, let's have a review of the, uh, go to the Swans and the Carlton game first. Now, I'll tell you what, that was a very good game. Unfortunately for the Swans, Carlton ran out Victoria 6-8-44-6-3-39. Now, Swans were up by a point at uh, quarter time. And then I'll tell you what, the second quarter, Carlton went bang and they kicked uh, four goals, one to the Swans, two goals. So, yeah, opened up a two-goal lead at halftime, which is, as we know, not too much, but the Swans pegged that back and at three-quarter time were only down by uh, three points. The Swans kicked one, two in the last quarter to uh, Carlton's one, four. And, uh, yeah, fortunately for Blues fans, it was enough to uh, to keep them in front by by the five points. So I said a very close game and a great showing by the Swans. A couple of highlights from the Swans. Beck Privatelli, four goals, one behind. Uh, she had 15 disposals, 13 of those were kicks. Uh, she had eight marks, so a very strong game up forward. And uh, the other goal kicker for the Swans was Bella Smith. For the goal kickers for Carlton were a bit more spread. Mia Austin with two. And then you had singles to Brianne Moody, Phoebe McWilliams, Mimi Hill, uh, and sorry, I also and Arona Fitzpatrick, and I. Sorry, I left out before Swans. Laura Gardner, uh, she also got a goal there. But yeah, look, I'll tell you what, Swans. T- they'd have to be one of the most, if not the most, improved side uh, this season. Hey, it's Elise Parker here, and you're listening to the Coat Hanger. Uh, now, looking at the Giants game, unfortunately, the results weren't as good for the Swans' cross-town rivals. Uh, they played North and went down 4-8-32 to two solitary behinds to the Giants. So a 30-point win there to the Kangas. i tell you what, though, a quarter time was really close. It was three behind to, to nothing. So North were up. Uh, and even in, at half time, North only managed to kick 2-1 in that second quarter to the Giants, two behind. So it was 14 points in at half time. Um Three, in the third quarter, North only kicked another three points. So going into the last break, the Giants were only down by 17 points, so very much a gettable margin. But again, North kicked another couple of goals in that last quarter. And, uh, yeah, score-wise, Giants never really looked in it. But interesting, if, 
interestingly, if you have a look at the stats, the Giants overall, I think, had something like 66% efficiency to North 61. So, that you know, the Giants were more efficient with the ball, but they just couldn't uh, make the most of the opportunities they had. But someone that did make the most of their uh, opportunities and no surprises here uh, for sorry, for the Giants, at least Parker again. She topped the disposals count, not just for the Giants, but for the game. She had 34. And uh, to go with her 34 disposals, she also had game-high 10 tackles. Ash Riddell uh, from the Kangaroos was their best. She was just behind Parker on 32, and she had five tackles. Uh, Alicia Eva was the Giants' next best. She had 21 disposals, four tackles. Zali Goldsworth, you tell you what, uh, I think Coach Bernasconi said during the week that, uh, you know, she could be one of the best players in the game in the next few years, and she's certainly showing why. 20 disposals, uh, six of those were kicks, and she had four tackles. So, again, a disappointing result for the Giants, which, uh, you know, unfortunately we've had to say a few times this year, but there's certainly – you've got to look for the positives, and there certainly were a few there. This is Maddie Collier, and you're listening to The Coat Hanger. Uh, but let's I'll tell you what, we'll take a quick look at some of the uh, results in the other games. And uh, let's have a look at the first game of the round, which was actually last Thursday night. Um, we know because of the AFL Grand Final and even finals the previous couple of weeks, the fixturing's been a bit spread out in some parts and a bit compressed in others. Um, but first game of round five was Thursday night, and it was the Cats versus Melbourne, shaping up to be probably the contest of the round. But score-wise, Melbourne did to the Cats what they've done to every other team. They absolutely smashed them on the scoreboard. Uh, the Ds won, uh, and this was down at the category, uh, category as well. So in the end, the Ds won by 49 points. It was uh, 25 to 74. And I'll tell you what, it just seems that there's no stopping them. And you think, if the Cats can't beat them, who's going to be able to get close to them? Uh, having a look at the uh, said the the timeline, the the cats were just look score wise didn't seem to ever really be uh, in it. There was seven points at quarter time. Uh, There's twenty two points in at half time, and uh, what have we got? Twenty two points at three quarter time, so similar margin. And uh, Geelong didn't score in the last quarter, and uh, in the last quarter the D scored. A Three, so they really, uh, really ran away with it, and it wasn't just, uh, you know, not just that, but um, you know, looking at the stats, and you know, stats don't always tell uh, a, a direct story; they can tell whatever story you want sometimes. But Kate Hall, tell you, captaincy is really fitting, uh, fitting in well with her. Another bag; she got four goals. Um, look, Maloney for the Cats also recognised she got three goals, but uh, yeah, look, the, the demons are just. Um, I don't know who's going to be uh who's going to be able to match it with them, uh, but we'll have a look, as I said, at, at some of the other results as well. Uh, so after Thursday night's game, uh, I said we had uh, had Thursday night the the cats and the demons, and then uh, we had a couple of games on Friday actually. Uh, the, we've already mentioned Carlton and the Swans, but before them it was Richmond and Fremantle, and that game was a cracker. Uh, the the Tigers ended up going down to Frio, thirty to thirty seven, and that was uh that was at Icon Park. It was a double header along with uh, Carlton and the Swans, and yeah, that was uh that was certainly a cracker. Uh, we actually had a uh 
The other, the next game was uh, the Bulldogs and St Kilda. Uh, that was also on Friday night. Uh, the Saints won by 18. It was 36 to the Bulldogs, 54. So a, a good win for the Saints there. Uh, a highlight for the Eagles, they had their first win of the season. Uh, they hosted Port Adelaide on Friday night and they defeated Port 39-33. to So one goal win over Port. Uh, on Saturday, I tell you what, it was a good day for Collingwood. Obviously, the men won the grand final, uh, but the ladies kicked things off in the AFLW with a 44-24 to point win uh, at Punt Road Oval earlier in the day. Uh, so, yeah, good good win for the, the Pies, um, particularly a bit of an unexpected margin there to, to win by 20 points. Uh, but certainly, it, look, it keeps their very slim hopes of finals alive, but, uh, look, I'm a fan, but even uh, as a, a mad fan, I don't think they're going to make finals. But, you know, mathematically possible until it's not. Uh, we already mentioned the North and Giants game. That started on Sunday. The second game on Sunday was the Hawks and Lions. And uh, the Hawks hosted the Lions, but the Lions, uh, they had a win against the Hawks. It was 32-59. to uh, 59. So the Lions are certainly uh, continuing on their strong form. And the last game of the round was uh, also on Sunday. It was the Crows hosting the Gold Coast Suns and Adelaide showing that they uh, haven't let anything up over the last couple of seasons. They uh, defeated the Suns 47-15. to 15. So, uh, yeah, certainly a well-done win there to the Crows. Uh, I'll tell you what, we'll take a look at the ladder next. And as uh, said, we know that um, obviously Melbourne are, Melbourne is certainly a flying um they're on top of the – Melbourne are undefeated. On top of the ladder, I said, you know, who knows who's going to uh, to get close to them. Um, positive thing is uh, – oh, actually, we'll get to that in a moment. We'll go through the top of the ladder first. Uh, Adelaide are in second. They're also undefeated, uh, but they're still uh, almost – well, no, they're more than 40 percentage points behind the Ds. Uh, in third, you've got North, followed by the Lions. Gold Coast, uh, i tell you what, they've had an improved season. They're in fifth. Then it's Geelong, Richmond and Carlton to round out the top eight. Uh, in ninth, we've got Essendon, followed by Frio. Uh, and then Collingwood, St Kilda and Sydney. They're all on two games. Uh, Port, Hawthorne and Eagles are on one game. And unfortunately, without a win, in 17th, we've got the Bulldogs on a percentage of 59.8. And the Giants are holding up the bottom of the ladder. And unfortunately, their percentage is only 41.3. So uh, certainly not a great place to be for the Giants. It's, uh, yeah, certainly not, as said, not uh, where you want to be. I'm Catherine Smith and you're listening to The Coat Hanger. Uh, now, we'll, tr- we'll take a look at the stats. We've been looking at uh, some of the stats, the, the category leaders in our last few rounds. And uh, having a look at uh, the leading goal kickers, Kate Hoare from the Demons, she's on 14 after five rounds, and that included a bag of four on the weekend. Jamie Stanton uh, from the Gold Coast Suns, she's in second place on 12. And in the outright third, we've got Dakota Davidson from the Lions on 11. Now, on equal fourth, we've got a bit of a logjam. We've got three players. Chloe Shear from the Cats, Bonnie Toogood from the Bombers, and Eden Zanko from the Dees are all on 10. In seventh, we've got Caitlin Gould with nine from the Crows. And uh, in equal eighth, uh, we've got Aloise Jones, uh, Jacqueline Perry, Danielle Ponta, 
And Beth Privatelli, with her bag of four, that brings her up to eight. So that sort of rounds out the, uh, the the top ten. If we go back, because I think we've got a bit of time to fit this uh, in tonight, no surprises there that the leading disposal getter is Jazz Garner. Uh, she's averaging 30.4 a game. That's, that's huge numbers. Uh, her teammate, Ash Riddell, is uh, averaging 30. And then you've got Ellie Anderson uh, from the Lions averaging 28.6. Uh, tackles, no surprises here. Eb Marinoff from the Crows. Uh, she's leading the season with 52 tackles, followed by Emily Bates in her first season as a Hawk. She's on 51, along with a bit of a drum roll, please, from the Swans. And we have Laura Gardner also on 51, and Mia King from the Kangaroos on 51, and Charlie Robottom, who played her 25th game in AFLW on the weekend. She's on 50 tackles. So I said some fairly... Uh, impressive stats there. And uh, if we get a bit more time towards him, we may come back and uh, we may have a look at some of the other uh, tips as well, but we'll just have to see see how we go. I'm Lisa Steen and you're listening to The Coat Hanger. Uh, rising Stars. So they announced them earlier today uh, for round five. And uh, as we know, in the AFLW, we always do two rising stars each round. And uh, we have from the West Coast Eagles, Lauren Wackford. Now, in round five, she had a great game, 14 disposals, seven tackles and 14 hitouts. And uh, another drum roll, please, from the Swans, round five nominee, Ella Heads. Now, she had a cracking game, 18 disposals, 10 marks and four inside 50. So uh, she's having a, an absolutely fantastic season for the Swans is uh, Ella Heads. And I said, so congratulations to both Rising Stars and their clubs, the Swans and the Eagles. Uh, okay, we've had a look at the ladder. The other ladder that's really important for us to look at is the Coat Hanger AFLW Tipping Competition. So let's have a look at that and see where we are. Uh, I'm not sure that there's been too much change in the leaderboard for the tipping competition. I said, let's let's have a look. We've got Christopher uh, is on top or equal top with Rachel on 37. Uh, however, Christopher's got a better margin difference. Uh, they both tipped six on the weekend. In third place, we have Holly C. She also tipped six, but she's on 35. Uh, and in equal third place with her, we've got Donnie Hess on 35 and Tracy Kick on 35. Now, Tracy, uh, she tipped seven uh, this week. Going down to look at some uh, notable names, Fee Lamb, our usual host, uh, she's sitting in 14th position. She tipped five for the weekend and her total's 33. Just behind her is uh, Susan from Briar Hill, my mum, so she's flying past me, no surprises there. She also, uh, she tipped six for this weekend and she's on 32. Uh, she's equal with the uh, uh, friend of the, the pod, Wharf Radio's very own Peter Holden, and uh, also on 32 is Jane, and uh, she's on 32. Having a look down, uh, former regular panellist Natty Morgan's on 30. And uh, what else have we got there? We'll have to keep scrolling for me. There I am in 29th spot out of 33. The Lozatron is on 27, and I only tipped four. So I'll tell you what, when we go through my tips later, Probably don't pay much attention because uh, I tell you what, my tipping form has 
been absolutely terrible uh, this year. So I know they say you've got to be in it to win it, but uh, I'm in it this year and I don't think there's a chance at all for me uh, winning it. But you never know, right? Uh, what have we got up next? So we've done our tipping update. So we I tell you what, before we go to preview round six, the Giants and the Swans game and the rest of the game, we might go back to some of those stats we were talking about. And I'm going to highlight a few things where we've got some Swans players up the top. Laura Gardner said she's having an absolutely cracking season this year for the Swans. Uh, she's equal top of handballs uh, for this year, this season, I should say. Uh, with on 69 with uh, Maddie Presparkas from the Bombers. To round out the top five, we've got Ash Riddell. Uh, she's also on 69, I should say. So we've got uh, three people at the top all on that. And then Amy McDonald and Nina Morrison, both from the Cats, uh, they're tied on 67 handballs apiece. Uh, looking at hitouts, now this is another one that's uh, been led by Swan. She's quite a bit in front. Ellie Morford. Uh, I think she's already been nominated for, was it a rising star this year? Um, she's kicked a couple of goals and she's having an absolutely fantastic season. And uh, i tell you what, hit outs, 162 for the season after five rounds. So what's that? You've got 30, you know, she's averaging more than 32 hit outs a game. And i tell you what, I think a lot of those are going to advantage. The next closest to her is Bulldogs player Alice Edmonds and she's on 136. Uh, then you've got Jessica Good on 128, Mim Strom on 122, and Jess Allen, who went uh, back to the Crows from the Giants last season. She's on 115. And uh, given that we've gone through those, we might mention some of the other ones, although the Swans aren't in this. Eb Marinoff said she topped the tackle. She's also top of the disposals for uh, kicks with 108, followed by Jazzy Garner on 100, Ellie Anderson 84, Ash Riddell on 81, and we've got Sarah Rowe on 79. Uh, clearances, that's topped by Jazzy Garner. She's on uh, 49. Charlie Rowbottom, young player there, she's on 41, followed by uh, a perennial uh, perennial award winner, Mon Conti on 40, Ellie Blackburn on 36, and Bree Davey on uh, 34. So I said uh, well done there to all those uh, you know, stats leaders there. All right, let's uh, let's preview round six. Uh, we'll go to the, the Giants and the Swans game first, and then we've got a bit of time. I'll quickly go through the others. So the Giants, they take on the Eagles. It's a home game on Saturday the 7th of October at 1.05pm out at Blacktown International Sports Park. So Giants fans, get out there if you can. Uh, it's going to be an interesting game. Eagles, they won their first game on the weekend. Uh, the Giants haven't had a win yet. And whilst they were beaten and uh, by 30 points by North on the weekend and held goalless, it's actually a close game for quite a bit. So it's going to be an interesting one to see uh, how the Eagles can go here. Um, I think it will be close. As I said, um, it's, it's going to be a tough one. I think uh, I'm going to tip the Giants because it is at home for them. And it's a pretty big trip to go all the way from Perth uh, up to Sydney and, and then out to Blacktown. So for me, I think the Giants are going to get that one. I think we'll see Elise Parker continue to dominate. Uh, Zali Goldworthy will keep uh, improving. 
And uh, I think, you know, some of the other youngsters like Tani Evans will, will do well. Jodie Hicks is having a really good season too uh, in her, you know, I guess is still part of her second coming. So I think the Giants will win, but I think it'll be in a close one. So I think it'll be uh, within two goals. Uh, looking ahead at the Swans match, the Swans, they travel over to South Australia and they take on uh, Port Power at Alberton Oval also on Saturday. It's at 5.05pm. And this should be a really close match. Porter in 14th, Swans are in 13th on the ladder. So it's a really close game. Um, I think it's going to be a good contest. I'm tipping the Swans. Um, you know, they've won, yes, they've only won the two games this year, but they've been in all the other games they've played. And I just think um, that's going to hold them in good stead in close games because they'll, they'll know how to fight and stay in the contest. So for me, I think it'll be a close one, but I'm tipping the Swans by under a goal. But uh, I'll tell you what I said. Maybe you shouldn't listen to my tips because uh, I'm, you know, in the bottom uh, four or five. But uh, I said, at least I'm there having a go. All right, let's have a quick look at some of the other games uh, this round. The winless Bulldogs, they, on Friday night at 7.15 at uh, Witten Oval, they host Carlton. And uh, I'm going to tip the uh, the Blues here by seven points. Although at the moment, Bulldogs seem to be the tipster's choice with uh, on the AFLW uh, tipping website, more than 61% of tipsters are tipping the Bulldogs. So... Uh, they could be right. Uh, we've already spoken about the Giants and the Eagles game. Melbourne, uh, they take on the Crows on Saturday, 305 at Casey Fields. Uh, it's one verse two. I'm going to tip the Demons here, um, but I think it'll probably be their closest margin they've had. I think that one will be uh, in under in under two goals. So I'll tell you what, according to my tips, they're all going to have a really close game so far. Uh, also on Saturday at 3.05, this one it's RSEA Park, sorry, Saints. They host the Hawks. Uh, I'm going to tip the Hawks, so we'll see how that one goes. Uh, again, uh, I think they might win uh, less than two goals as well. So uh, hopefully, even if some of my tips are wrong, hopefully the margins are right because it means we'll be in for a cracking round of AFLW. Uh, to round out Saturday... We've got the Lions hosting my Magpies at 7.15pm uh, up in Brisbane at Brighton Homes Arena. And I tell you what, I'm going to go with the majority of tips. There's 96% of people are tipping the Lions to beat the Magpies, and I think they're probably pretty spot on with that. Uh, on Sunday, 8th of October at 1.05pm, down in Warrnambool, uh, Essendon um, are hosting the Cats. Not sure why Essendon's hosting, given you think it's Warnable's a bit closer to Geelong. But anyway, uh, Essendon are hosting the Cats, and I'm going to go with the Cats. I think they'll bounce back from their defeat against the Demons. And uh, I think this one, I think they might win by four goals. So uh, tipping a slightly bigger margin there. Back up to Melbourne, we've got uh, Richmond hosting the Suns at Icon Park at 3.05pm. And I'm going to tip the Tigers there. I think they'll, uh, they'll win that by uh, maybe three goals. And to round out round six of AFLW, we have the Dockers hosting the Kangaroos. And uh, not many people are tipping the Dockers, even though it's, uh, you know, at their home ground. I'm going to tip the Dockers, though. Uh, I think they'll win. Uh, I think this one will be less than a goal. So I think this one could be one of the closest uh, closest matches 
of the round. As I said, we'll see how we go. Um, I put the caveat, as I said, clearly my tipping's not that great this year, but uh, it's always a bit of fun to have a look at it. Uh, look, that's all we've got time for this week. Uh, it's been round six show of the Co-Hanger for AFLW Season 8. Don't forget to catch the full version of this show in our podcast with extra content in the fifth quarter wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to catch us on our socials as well. We are at Code Hanger Footy on Twitter, Insta, Facebook, as well as Threads. Please like, rate and review us. And, hey, a five-star rating would be most welcome. It's the best way to help people find us. And, as always, for the best harbour views in women's footy, Tune in to the code hanger.